My name is Elle, and I'm a transgender woman talking about marriage. You know, this last week, I had uh, just a wonderful time with my wife. We were able to go on a date night with each other. Uh, we had a number of really meaningful conversations and connections with each other, and it was just beautiful. And it left me at the end of the week feeling so grateful that I get to uh, live my life with this amazing, amazing woman, and that I get to know her and that she gets to know me. It's such a gift. And so it's it's kind of because of that experience this week uh, that led me to want to talk about uh, marriage on the show this week. Um, as I've kind of indicated from the very beginning, um, this show is made up of my reflections about what life is like being trans. And um, so a, a huge part of my life is marriage. And and obviously, um, you know, trans people as a whole, we relate to marriage in as diverse of ways or more uh, than the, you know, just the general population. Um, some of us are married, some of us aren't, some of us were married, some of us will be married, some of us never wish to be married, some of us wish that we could be married that we're not. Um, some of us are married to more than one person. It just it really varies. So this is my own experience. Um, I was a child uh, who grew up in a home that had been affected by divorce. Uh, both of my parents uh, divorced when I was really young, uh, way prior to any memories. I was still an infant. And uh, both of them subsequently went through um, additional divorces over the course of my life. And um you know, for a kid, at least for me, like um, growing up uh, without both of my parents in the home uh, was really hard uh, and it was really difficult. And growing up in a family that had been affected by divorce was really hard. Um, you know, sometimes I get frustrated um, when I hear folks sort of talk about divorce as though um, like flippantly or as though there's no consequences. And like, you know, I, <clears throat> I don't resent my parents for making the choices that they made. Um, and I also recognize that sometimes divorce is the next right decision. And if there are kids involved, it can be really painful for us. Um, it can be a really hard experience. And that certainly was true for me. Um, and so, uh, partly as a consequence um, from my own uh, life experience as a child growing up in a home that had been affected by divorce, um, one of my deepest desires growing up was to have a happy, content, quote-unquote successful, I don't really know if that word even makes sense in the in the context of marriage but i i wanted to be married it was among my most deepest desires in life i wanted companionship i wanted intimacy i wanted uh i wanted family and marriage to be a part of my story and i wanted to be in their story like it was something i wanted so badly um growing up and then especially as I was starting to go through high school and beginning to go through the process of dating people, um, 
it's just it's something that I've always always wanted, and I and I think that it has some connection between um, that and my life experience as as um, seeing divorce for firsthand. Um, I met my wife when we were in first grade. <laughs> Uh, we were in school together. We went to the same private Christian school in a small town in Washington State, and um, and we were not friends early on. I was not nearly as cool as she was, um, and I was kind of dorky and nerdy, and I picked my nose and um, not very ladylike. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> Um, but we were, we were not super close. Uh, however, we did become friends eventually and we had, uh, attraction to each other, uh, just not at the same time through, uh, junior high school and high school. Uh, we went to school together all through all those years. Um, there were times where I was attracted to her and when she was not attracted to me. And then later when we were in college and she was attracted to me and I wasn't reciprocating, um, but ultimately, ultimately, uh, the magic happened, and we came together, and we started dating in our early 20s. And, you know, even before that, we had developed a bond. We had developed a really cro- close friendship, um, and we had talked about a lot of our uh, mutual experiences, our mutual experiences with trauma, um, you know, speaking of divorce, both of us uh, grew up in families that had been affected by divorce. And, you know, someone gave some advice at some point, and maybe it was my my own mother, um, but that, that, that you should really consider marrying someone that you love to talk to, that you love to spend time with. And, and part of that advice was based on the understanding that, um, you know, eventually you're going to get old, eventually you're going to get ugly, eventually you're going to, you know, maybe have, uh, you know, a disability, or maybe, like, there are going to be parts of you, or your personality, or your ability, or your body that are going to change, and if your attraction is built on those fickle things, then your attraction, you know, may be at risk, whereas if, if you're, if that attraction is based on your ability to have conversations, or, or to, um, to the other person's personality, it's more likely to be stable in the long run. And, you know, honestly, I don't know if that holds up or if that really comes across as ableist. If it does, I'm really sorry. Um, for me, at least at the time, that made a lot of sense. And it's certainly um, in our current status of relationship is really, really deeply true. We still just love to spend time with each other. We love to talk. We love to discuss things. We love to explore. We love to laugh together. Um, and over the years of our marriage, we've certainly had lots of struggles and different challenges. Uh, we've gone to therapy over the years. There's lots of water under, um, lots of water under the bridge. But, but as a whole, our relationship has been very, very strong. Um, we were very committed early on to making our marriage work. Uh, to building trust and to building intimacy with one another. Um, we started seeing a uh, therapist for like, you know, premarital counseling before we were even engaged because we just, we kind of knew what was what was up and what was happening and working through family things and working through family dynamics. And, um, 
it's just, it's, it's been a huge priority in our life to build that connection, to build that friendship. And so for me, um, when I started thinking about the, the prospect of coming out to my wife as transgender, it was really, really terrifying. I mean, I have this human being who I love, uh, who I wanted to be in my life and who, uh, I, you know, who wanted me to be in hers. Uh, I had this, this person that I just so deeply admired and that I understood at least I, you know, I really thought I did and I, and I did, but there was things that I, I didn't. Um, and, and so when I thought about coming out to her as trans, I didn't want a divorce, you know, uh, sometimes uh, sexual attraction uh, gets conflated with gender identity, um, and that's erroneous, um, but it nevertheless sometimes still happens. You know, for me, I've always only been attracted uh, to women, and in particular, I've been attracted to my wife. Uh, she's the only one um, <laughs> that I've wanted to be with, and obviously that that can vary for transgender women. We can have any kind of sexual attraction, any kind of sexual orientation, just like any other gender can. Um, and so, uh, like, I didn't want a divorce, and, and I didn't have any secrets from her. I mean, I guess except for for this one, you know. And in terms of me being trans, like I had tried to tell her when we were engaged or just prior to us getting engaged. And, and I told her what I knew at the time there in my early 20s. And, you know, I think I, I really I had a lot of self-hatred still at that time. Um, and I I don't think that I completely appreciated uh, about my identity as being transgender. We can talk about more of that in a moment, but you know, I had a lot of I I had a lot of self hatred. Um, I had a, a lot of um, just internal stuff going on, but I I wasn't keeping secrets from her. I hadn't had infidelity. I wasn't attracted to different people. I hadn't been with anyone else. Like <clears throat> none of that was the case. Like I wanted to be with her, but I also wanted to be honest. And so I was terrified, you know, and I had this impulse that maybe it would be better for me to just disappear. Maybe it'd be better for me to just go missing or to die. Um, <clears throat> because I was convinced that, that it would be so hard on her uh, to have her spouse tell her the truth, that she was really a girl. And, you know, the, the truth was that coming out to my wife wasn't anything like I had planned. <laughs> you know, in, in the last episode that I published a week ago, it was entitled, Am I Transgender? And... Uh, you know, like I mentioned, I probably will have additional episodes uh, on the same theme, but, you know, relating to one's trans identity, identity is a complicated thing and it wasn't easy for me. And it was especially difficult because there was such a heavy weight on my soul because of it. And I believed that I would lose so much by being honest about it. And, and, and so I'd begun talking about these questions, um, in therapy, you know, maybe six months before I told my wife, or maybe maybe ten months before, um, and I and I was terrified to even bring it up to her, to even bring this subject up 
I was terrified that just merely by saying to my therapist, I think that I might be transgender and I want to explore more of that with you. Just by saying that, I thought that I was locking something into the reality of the universe. And so over those months, um, you know, I'd kind of been working with my therapist about, you know, her, her perspective, at least at first was, gosh, this is something that is so sensitive to you. And there's no need to go really fast. Uh, you can take it slow. Uh, we can go slow. We can process slow. Um, you know, and you can experiment. You can do something, you know, there, there's a big spectrum between masculine and feminine. And, you know, you can take one tiny 1% step in one direction. You know, it's not this all or nothing thing. And so I had, you know, experimented a little bit with, with slightly more feminine clothing, I bought myself a, a crossbody uh, bag that was kind of like a man purse. Um, I had, you know, explored the possibility of, of going to have a manicure done. And, you know, at the time when I, when I told my wife, I had just sort of become convinced. I had just come to the conclusion over the summer that, that I really actually need to explore this stuff honestly. And I need to ask that question for myself for the first time and truly be open to what the answer is. Am I transgender? Um, and I was convinced at that time that my wife couldn't handle it. I was convinced that it would just be too triggering for her to even bring the subject up to her at all. And, and, you know, through a variety of things that had happened, I'd convinced my therapist of that too. And so I was kind of waiting for the moment about what was the right time to bring up with my wife, this person that I love more than anyone else in the whole world, that that I had to explore this this question. And and so essentially I, I was I I wanted to my 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 conclusion was that I needed to wait to talk with her about this until I had a clear answer. Like I needed to answer that question, am I transgender, before before I started telling her anything about it. Because I didn't I didn't want to, you know, bring unnecessary upset. I didn't want to bring all this stress that I that I believed would take place by saying, hey, I'm I'm questioning my gender and um and it didn't happen that way. <laughs> <clears throat> it didn't happen that way at all. My my wife is too intuitive. And I, I knew that. I knew she was. Um, and she kind of forced it out of me. She saw the weight that I was carrying. She saw how I was moving through the world. She saw my upset. And um and so one night in October, I, I said to her through tears and sobs. I'm afraid that I might be transgender, which was the truth at the time. I mean, honestly, it had been my fear since I was 11 years old in different ways, but it had finally kind of bubbled up to the surface in a way <clears throat> that I could be honest with it, where I could be explicit with it, where I could say it in that way. I'm afraid that I might be transgender. And I knew that the moment that those words came out of my mouth, that everything would be different. But what happened was actually magic. And it was amazing. <clears throat> and she she didn't 
leave. And that night we cried and cried and cried together and we talked and she asked lots and lots and lots of questions and I answered all the ones that I could and I answered every single one of them honestly and some of them I said I don't know I have to explore it and I don't know I'm not sure and I'm terrified and I'm scared but I was absolutely honest about everything and you know, in that, maybe it was that night, maybe it was the week following or the months following, I'm not sure, but she expressed to me, I feel like I finally understand you. You've been so tortured for so many years, and that's the truth I had been. And it was this slow unfolding where really I was able to do a lot of that exploration about my gender that I talked about last week, that that exploration of sort of looking at all these memories and all these past experiences and having new experiences. I was able to do all of that in relationship with my wife, in vulnerability. Um, and it was amazing. <laughs> it was like living a dream. It was like being in magic land. I, I don't even know how to say it. It was it was so wonderful and yet it was so incredibly hard. <laughs> it was so difficult. Um, it was a really, 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 really slow process. You know, it was this very, very incremental process of mutual accommodation, mutual compromising, um, this process of where I constantly felt, or not constantly, but I often felt like we were going way too slow, and for her where she felt like we were going way too fast, and where we just, we continually pulled together to each other, and we embraced one another's discomfort, and we embraced one another in our discomfort, and it was really hard. Um, and it was also beautiful. And, you know, I don't mean, like, I don't share this experience, um, you know, to shame anyone. I don't think that all uh, marriages are able to do this. Uh, and maybe not all marriages are even meant to do this. And it might be that for some marriages, um, you know, splitting up is the next right thing. Um, and for ours, um, I'm I'm so incredibly grateful that we were able to do that questioning process together and then the coming out process together and then the transitioning process together it's been it's been more than I possibly could have asked or imagined it's been uh, the most beautiful experience of love and acceptance you know uh, when I think about um, I keep telling you that I'm going to talk about God and about spirituality, and I will eventually. Um, but you know, for like for me, when I think about when I think about God, and I and I believe in in a divine uh, or the divine, and I believe at at, at this at, at their very essence, the divine is love. And if I can somehow comprehend a human being, a living being who is more loving than than God, then my God is too small. And, and my wife's love of me, my wife's curiosity and affirmation and encouragement and, uh, and um, tenacity for our relationship and her grace and forgiveness and kindness, um, it helps me to know and to believe that uh, God is excited for me.
just as she is. And our marriage is stronger and more beautiful than it ever has been. And it's just been a continual, uh, a continual growth. I mean, obviously there are, there are steps forward and steps back and we, there are injuries and we hurt each other and we come back together and we heal those injuries together and we understand each other better and we increase our intimacy. And, you know, it's not like it's a, a perfect line going up and to the right. Um, but it's been absolutely amazing to be married and to be trans and to transition and to be trans. And, um, and in some ways, uh, transition has reminded both my wife and I how fragile uh, marriage is and how fragile these relationships are. And yet at the same time, how uh, beautiful and wonderful they can be. Um, You know, some of the things that have been helpful to us have included like support groups, for example. There's a really, really great support group that um, my wife attends, I've, I've tried to attend it a couple times, but it, it became clear very early on that this was her support group and not my support group, but it's a, it's a support group made up of trans people and people who love trans people. Um, so there's cisgender people, trans people, and they all get together and talk about their experiences and what they're going through and they support one another. And it's a group that my wife, um, has been taking part in for like more than two years. It's, it's been just a huge um, help and influence on our lives. It's it's been life changing. Um, we haven't we. I mean, I don't know how we would have survived without that support. And I have my own support group where, similarly, I'm able to connect with and reflect with other people who have similar experience. We're able to support each other and give each other ideas and encouragement. Um, that's been essential. Um, we have a a number of family members who have shown up to support us, who have shared with their affirmation. I mean, not not everyone has. Um, there are some folks who, um, you know, shared their, uh, <laughs> their doubts about whether or not it would survive. There was a number of folks who shared their prejudices about their assumptions that, that gender identity and sexuality are, are connected. And that, of course, since I was a trans woman, that I would that I'm attracted to men, which I'm not, but that's what they thought. Um, so, you know, I mean, we've had, had boundaries and whatnot, but there have been a lot of family members and friends who have been really supportive of us, and that's been normalizing and helpful, and we've been able to maintain those relationships. We've built a lot of new relationships with new friends who, um, like, we've met after transition, maybe some of them have been through the support group or just through the network of queer people, um, other people in our city. We've built a new new collection of friendships um, with people who likewise have been supportive to us. Uh, we've read a number of books about people like us. You know, um, my wife and I read um, Amanda Jate Knox's book, Love Lives Here. It's a, it's a really wonderful, beautiful memoir and story about a family that has two trans people in their family. Um, one of the spouses came out as a transgender woman, and then one of their children came out. Actually, I think it was the child that came out first. But regardless, um, it was a powerful, powerful story for us, my wife and I, to read together. It was like 
it gave us hope and it normalized our experience and it helped us to see that there are lots of other people like us in the world. Um, so uh, that's kind of where we've been. I, I shared a little bit about what marriage was like prior, what it was like coming out and what it's been like since. And we are beyond thrilled uh, to get to do life together. Oh, another research, another resource that we've enjoyed is um, Sue Johnson's Hold Me Tight. It's a woman who does uh, emotionally focused therapy with couples, uh, which is a form of attachment, uh, or it's a, it's a form of therapy that's built on attachment theory. And uh, she has really, really incredible work. And um, so we were greatly benefited by uh, her book and by her ideas, Sue Johnson. Um, so I recommend that. But but we're doing great. We're thriving. Um, it doesn't mean we won't have conflict in the future. It doesn't mean we won't have stuff come up. It doesn't mean we both will be conventionally abled forever or that the nature of our relationship will stay the same forever. Um, that's kind of how marriage and relationships work. We grow and we progress and we evolve. And um, in, in the case of my marriage, we've been able to navigate those changes so far in a way that has brought us closer together and, and more trusting of each other. And, and I hope that that continues for us. That's what we intend and are working toward. Um, thanks so much for, for listening to the program, folks. Um, my name is Elle, and I am a transgender woman talking, and I'll continue to talk each week on Mondays. Um, I would love to hear from you. Um, I've, I've received from some feedback um, in this last week. There was one comment uh, that came in about um, talking about opposite genders um, and sort of uh, gently challenging the use uh, of those terms. And I, I apologize for that. You're right. Um, it, it is an unhelpful way of looking at gender. I think that, you know, when I record these programs, I often are recording them um, one-off. I mean, I have an outline. I know what I'm going to say, but, I, you know, this is obviously not a highly edited or highly produced program, at least not yet. Maybe it will be someday. Um, and so sometimes stuff comes off not exactly as I maybe wish, but that's part of the work for me. That's part of um, my personal intent. You know, I'm kind of a perfectionist by nature. And so it, it does something for me to put these conversations with myself out in the world for you to hear without over-editing over it or over-analyzing it. So I apologize for that. Um, there obviously, I don't buy into the gender binary. And I think that there are uh, many, many different types of gender expressions and in many, many ways Gender is a cultural uh, phenomenon that we uh, teach and learn with one another. Um, and yet, also in, in my experience, there's a part of gender that's like lodged deep in my soul. Um, and also, I've lived my life in this system. So anyway, thanks for your feedback. Um, but if, if you have feedback, I, I would love to hear. You can, you can comment um, through Spotify, but also you can send an email to... Um, twat podcasting at gmail.com t-w-a-t podcasting at gmail.com and that's in the link or in the show notes that email address trans woman talking 
Uh, it's kind of my cheeky little email address. Um, but I would love to hear from you about what you would appreciate hearing more from or what you'd like to hear me talk about. Um, for the most part, I'm talking about what I feel like I need to talk about right now. Uh, and I'll probably continue to do that, but it would be interesting for me to hear uh, if there's other things that, that could be helpful for you to hear a trans woman uh, talk about. Um, but hang in there, folks. Um, and I will talk to you again in one week.